Hi, I'm Miles. I'm the senior pastor here at HTBB. And I want to talk to you today about faith in the fire, how faith in God can help us and shape us whilst the flames of challenge are all around us. Maybe you feel in the fire right now. This pandemic has brought health challenges, emotional and psychological challenges, and now economic challenges. If you need any help from our HTBB Food Bank, please let us know. But we don't just want to physically help people, we want to feed you spiritually. And I want to suggest today that this unique time brings both a long-term danger and a long-term opportunity in the midst of crisis. I think the long-term danger is this. The danger is that once this is passed, we return back to life like it used to be, the old normal that we return to pre-MCO life physically, relationally, and spiritually. Because I think that would be to miss probably the single biggest opportunity of our lives. And that is to create a new normal out of this. What do I mean by that? Well, I, I, I don't know about you, but I want to be able to say, I lived through the 2020 pandemic and it completely changed my life. My priorities were reordered. I, I began to be intentional about my relationships and my faith grew hotter than ever. You see, I don't believe that God has sent this pandemic, but he can use it. Proverbs 17 verse three says, the crucible for silver, the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. In other words, faith in our heart is purified by the fire of challenge. Faith is a muscle which grows when stretched. The flames of your faith can be hotter than the flames that you face. This is an amazing moment to grasp it and to grow in faith. Our reading today is taken from the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. The year is 600 BC, about two and a half thousand years ago. And the Israelites have been invaded by the Babylonians. And uh, they've taken uh, most of uh, the population into exile back in Babylon. So the people of God are, are living in exile, but through their faith, they're able to influence that foreign land. Today, we're all digital exiles living in a foreign online land, but by our faith, together we can influence it for good. And the Babylonians, they were quite clever. They took the most talented of the young Jewish men and they took them and trained them for the Babylonian civil service. And amongst them was this young man called Daniel. And he had three Jewish friends as well called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel is left in the royal palace where he's being trained and working. And about 25 kilometers away, his three friends are taken to the plain of Dura. And there, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, has this huge golden statue, an idol built. It was about two thirds of the height of the one that we have at Batu Caves. And he pronounces this law that when the music is played, all peoples, all nations must bow down in unison and worship this golden idol. And if they don't, they'll be thrown into a blazing furnace. 
Well, of course, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow down and worship the idol. They worship the true God. And when the king hears about this, he brings them in front of him and, and, and they, he questions them. Is this true? Did you not bow down and worship? And this is their remarkable reply. We read this. Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Wow, what a reply. And the king becomes furious. He orders the furnace to be made hotter, seven times hotter. And then Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they're tied up, they're bound, and they're thrown into the flames. Then we read these amazing verses, verses 24 to 27. Then the king, Nebuchadnezzar, leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisers, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded, crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them amazing verses. So what can we learn from this scripture about faith in the fire and how together we can seize this opportunity of crisis and create a new normal for the rest of our lives? Well, I want to suggest four things. Number one, surrender to God the Father. The key to unlocking faith in your heart is to surrender completely to God, letting him have the ultimate say in your life and trusting that in spite of the flames roaring around you right now, he has the best plan for your life. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they faced huge pressure. They faced peer pressure. Everyone else was bowing down in worship. They faced career pressure. This looked like the end of a promising career for them. And they faced personal harm. Yet in spite of this, there comes this moment of complete surrender to the will of God in their lives. They say uh, to the king, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold. They say, look, our God is able to save us. He will save us. 
But even if he doesn't, we're not going to worship your idol. What courage. And the most frequent warning that God gave his people throughout the Old Testament was not to worship idols. Idolatry was hated by the Lord. Still is. Why? Because when we worship an idol or have an idol in our life, it's that thing which we worship or trust rather than trusting in the true God. It steals our gaze from Jesus Christ. And I think that one of the idols of our day today is a desire to try and control everything in our life, even those things in our life that we cannot control. And of course, this in turn creates huge internal stress and anxiety. And at times of uncertainty and testing like we're living through right now, we often try to control everything. But some of us may need to let go of this desire to control everything, which can be an idol in our life. You see, you might not have the power of control right now. You can't control this pandemic, but you do have the power of surrender. You can choose to surrender to the Lord, to get off the throne of our lives once and for all, and to let God be God. And what we see that when we do that, as with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, God can do more with our surrender than he can with our control. God can do more with our surrender than he can with our control. You see, after Nebuchadnezzar sees that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego come out of the fire completely unharmed, he passes a law in the land that protects the Jewish people from all harm. And to those three men, he gives a big promotion. If they try to control the situation or to cut a deal, then their people would not have had legal protection in the land. God can do more with our surrender than he can with our control. What might he be asking you to let go of at this time? What, what might he be asking you to stop trying to control? Trust him. Psalm 37 verse 5 says this, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Give it over to God and be amazed at what he will do in your life. Surrender to God. Second thing we can do is embrace the grace of the Son. When we live our life embracing God's grace, everything changes. When we look at the world, when we look at our relationships, when, when we look at ourselves, when we look at others through the lens of salvation, everything looks different. And we begin to live differently. We do relationships differently. We, we treat people differently. We make decisions differently. We don't cut corners because we realize that this life is not all that there is. This is just the prelude to eternal life. You know, I think in our uh, culture today, we can so uh, easily strive, rather than to have eternal life in Christ, rather we want to live eternally this life by our own efforts. Hence our love of buying 
anti-aging products and yoga or dieting can become the sacraments of our day. But ultimately this is futile and it puts all of the onus on us. It is Jesus Christ alone who saves and gives us the free gift of eternal life in him by grace alone. In verse 25, the king says this, Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. That fourth figure in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saves them. And he's described as looking like a son of God. Why? Because he is. It's Jesus who saved them and who saves you and me. You see, when uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego come out of the fire, uh, what's amazing is they're not even singed. There isn't even the smell of smoke on them. And Jesus saves us, like them, from death when we accept and trust his sacrifice on the cross. He, he died so that we don't have to. And there isn't even the smell of death on us anymore. Eternal life is a free gift by grace alone. It's so exciting. And this free gift of righteousness comes from the one who is righteous. In verse 25, he's described as the fourth person. The Hebrew word for four is dalit. And that word can also mean gate. And in John chapter 10, verse 9, Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. If you feel that you're in the fire right now, Put your trust in Jesus alone and he will save you. He walks through the fire with you. He understands. As Isaiah 43 verse 2 says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. So surrender to the Father, embrace the grace of the Son. The third thing we can do in creating a new normal in our life is to be set free by the Spirit. You see, Jesus doesn't just save Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. He also sets them free. Notice how that when they're thrown into the fire, they are bound, they're, they're tied up. But in verse 25, the king says, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound, and unharmed. In other words, in spite of the testing flames around us, you can actually be more free than ever before with Jesus. Isn't that amazing? You might be physically in lockdown, but you can be unlocked and set free. And I wonder, what is it that you'd love to be set free from right now? What is it? Is it some attitude of the heart? Is it a habit of the lifestyle? Is it a pattern of thinking or, or fear in your mind? What do you finally want to be set free from? Because that's what the Spirit 
brings. And the way Jesus brings freedom today is exactly how he brought it with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's by his presence through the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. And the Spirit brings freedom, but also unity. The Babylonians came from originally a place called Babel. And in, you might remember, Genesis chapter 11, uh, at Babel, they tried to build, build this huge tower reaching up to the heavens to make a name for themselves. It was pride. But actually, it resulted in division, them being scattered geographically, falling out, and being divided by different languages. But here in Daniel 3, the, uh, the king of Babylon again tries to unite all peoples and nations through worship, but the worship of an idol. Of course, it doesn't work. What ultimately unites everyone is worship alone of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue confess him Lord. And I, I want to say to you that if you've been struggling with a, a strained relationship in your family or a, a, a struggling friendship or, or maybe even a, at work, allow the Spirit of Christ in, his Holy Spirit, because it is the Spirit that, yes, brings freedom, but also brings unity. He can heal, restore, and redeem. So, surrender to the Father, embrace the grace of the Son, be set free by the Spirit, but there's a fourth thing we can do, which is contribute to community. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace together. And I bet that made a huge difference, not having to face it alone. You do not face the flames alone. We're in this together. We, we, we don't just encounter Jesus through the content of church. We also encounter him in the community of the church and our contribution to that community through acts of love and service, through our prayers, uh, through our giving, etc. That's why things like connect groups online are so important right now, little prayer meetings, maybe grab a friend, invite them to Alpha online. It's why even today after the 5 p.m. service, we're having a big after party on Zoom. Uh, whatever time you're watching this, you're welcome to join. Let's not just consume content, let's create community. And it's the community of believers that there we find Jesus because we are the parts of his body. We're, we're the body of Christ on earth. On Easter Sunday, I, I spoke about how we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And when his spirit sets us free, when our hands are unbound and untied, then from that place of freedom and confidence in his love, we're able to begin to reach out and serve others and love them practically. And we can really make a difference. You, you may have read about this in the news recently, but 
in England, there's an old uh, ex-army veteran, Captain Tom Moore, who is 99 years of age. He turns 100 on Thursday this week. And um, here's a, a photo of uh, Tom Moore. And he decided that with every bit of strength and love left in his body, he just had to do something to try and make a difference and fight this coronavirus. So he decided he would get out of his wheelchair and he would push his own wheelchair around his garden and do a sponsored walk. He said, I'm gonna try and do uh, one lap of my garden for every year of my age, a hundred laps. And he said, I, I'm not gonna try and, I can't do it all at once, but I, I'll build it up. And will you sponsor me to do a hundred laps of my garden? And he was trying to raise money for the government hospitals, for the National Health Service to help fight this pandemic. What an amazing man. And um, his target was he wanted to try and raise a thousand pounds for the health service. That's about five and a half thousand ringgit. And um, he did it. He managed over the week to do a uh, hundred laps of his garden. And somebody put his uh, sponsorship form on social media. And then something astonishing Today, and it's still going up, Captain Tom Moore has raised not £1,000, but over £27 million. Almost 150 million ringgit. Utterly amazing and inspiring. We are not passive, even right now. As Paul says in Romans 12, 21, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And together we can create a new normal in our lands. Amen. Let's pray together right now, uh, wherever you are. You might want to just put your hands out in front of you. You don't have to but a way of saying, Lord, I, I want to receive from you. And let's pray again that ancient prayer of the church. Very simple. Just echo this in your heart. Just say, come, Holy Spirit, the presence of Jesus. Would you come and fill me now? And just receive. Even if you feel you're in that fiery furnace, the fires of challenge around you, invite the Saviour into your heart right now by his Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. And for some of us, right now, maybe there's something in your life you just want to surrender completely to the Lord. Give it to him. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Surrender. Surrender is the key to victory in the kingdom of God. And it, 
accept the grace of God. When we turn from our ways, he forgives you right now because of Jesus. He's died on the cross for you. Accept that. And maybe if there's a broken relationship in your life, ask him to come in and heal and restore it. And Holy Spirit, would you set us free? Break those things that bind us, those fears, those attitudes, those habits. In the name of Jesus, you are now free, even in the fire. And Lord, empower us. I think there's someone here, you, you're afraid of just how you're going to provide at this time for your family. The Lord is with you right now. He's got a plan. You can't see it right now. All you can see is the flames. But he is with you and he will bring you out of the fire. He can do more with your surrender than with your control. And right now, we're going to worship again. And as we worship, this is a chance to receive prayer. You can click on live prayer and our online pastors are, are here to pray for you. Um, it's confidential. You can ask prayer for anything. You can ask prayer for healing even. And as we pray together, be expectant. I think the Lord's gonna do amazing things today. And as we pray together, let's worship once again.